Hello everybody and thank you for joining me on this Thursday. It is the last day of my podcasting week, but not the last day of the official work week. We still have Friday to get through, but for me, this is going to be the end of the week. It has been a mostly good week for me, I hope the same for you. The news is always up and down, it's always in your face and uh, it's hard to find the positive news that we need to find. Um, So I hope that you've been able to listen to this podcast and uh, appreciate the positive news that I find and share with you as much as I appreciate finding it and being able to share. Uh, I hope it helps. I hope the positive steps are helping. I hope the the quotes are helping as well. Uh, They help me just to be able to share and uh, I appreciate that you are here to be a part of of that and and listen and absorb any information that I may have for you. I don't know it all. I only know the things that I read. I only know that I keep trying to expand my knowledge as much as possible. And I only know that I want to share positivity and optimism with as many people as I can because I think it is incredibly important. And um, it's not just incredibly important right now in the times we're living in, but even after the pandemic passes, even after the political upheaval that we're going through here in the U.S. passes, or any other strife that passes wherever you are listening, there could be a calm, and it's still important to find uh, positive positive news. It's still important to have positive uh quotes still important to have self-care as well these are not just for times where it can be rough these are also for every day even when the days are mundane or simple or anything okay all right well thank you for joining me we're about to get into it my name of course is elijah manning and you are listening to the daily optimist So for my first news story today, it's going to come about the oil industry in general. Um, So right now, the oil industry is at the precipice of their own existential crisis. Alright, so as the pandemic has hit the world, we know that oil prices have dropped. There has been uh, less need for oil. Um, just due to the fact that there were less cars out and about alone. Um, So that, you know, instantly that's the majority. Well, I don't know if it's the majority, but that is a big portion of what the oil industry does. And um, I shouldn't say just driving, but uh, planes that were no longer flying as well. So transportation in general, I guess, is what I was trying to say. But I will clean it up and say transportation as a whole. But it's not just that, it's also because of that, and um, as we noticed in the pandemic, that the earth looked like it was um, healing, if you will. Now there's more and more people who are saying, this is the time for us to really make these changes, as we've had uh, some countries open up bike lanes. I know that they were doing it in some parts of 
the UK and France, and I believe there were a couple others, and I just can't remember them off the top of my head. My apologies to those uh, countries that are doing it. But, um, you know, we have seven years roughly before we get to the point where it might be too, too much to turn back. So the, the idea is now is the time to really dig in our heels and find alternative ways to, uh, have energy. Um, and a member of the, uh, the executive director of the International Energy Agency, they are a global advisory group, they have been saying, let's face it, this is a choice, a choice for citizens, investors, companies, but most of all for our governments around the world. And that is, it's their, the choice to fully go in and uh, find ways to, um, to use renewable energies and uh, to no longer have to do the fossil fuel industries, if you will. But, um, you know, some people, some of these um, oil industry companies are not so certain. They they don't know what they should do. There have been many that have laid people off from work because of uh, you know the pandemic itself. Um, some are already actively trying to find ways. So, for instance... Um, the European giants like BP and Shell, they are looking to say that the future of the world is um, moving away from oil and gas, and they are trying to invest more in renewables to uh, profit off that transition. So they're looking at it as a way to find new ways to make money. And that's great. They have the money, so they should start to transition but um for instance exxon mobile they are still um under the guise of a world where oil and gas are still good investments despite um how you know the world is trying to cut emissions so i personally think that if the the industry themselves look to transition then they will be able to make more money that way because they can help lead the transition. So I think ExxonMobil might be looking about it slightly backwards. This is just my opinion. I don't truly know. Um, but as the world is going to continue to get um, stiffer with these uh, ideas of needing the renewable energies, why not start leading that way like BP and Shell? Why not go all out? All right, well, you don't have to go all out. You don't have to completely shut down your oil industry. But why not at least attempt to start transitioning? I know it's going to cost you money, but you could make some more money overall. So we'll see how that plays out. And, um, you know, it's a interesting thing as we move towards the election in the U.S. with the whole Green New Deal aspect that some people are afraid of. Anyway, that's another issue. The second uh, news story I'd like to talk about is the basically the renewed war that is happening um, in Armenia and Azerbaijan. I may be mispronouncing it. I think it's pronounced Azerbaijan. Um, and what is happening is there's fighting over an um, 
basically a pipeline that is um, controlled by Azerbaijan right now. And they're saying that Armenia is trying to attack and get, gain control of it. But um, this kind of fight goes back to the early 90s where they have um, been pretty much at constant conflict, but they've been at a, a ceasefire, really. Um, but there's renewed tension suddenly that's that's been exploding. And um, Turkey is backing Azerbaijan, and they've, they've been uh, bombing Armenia, from, from what I've seen. And, um, you know, I'm, I've only read a couple things on it, so this is um, one that I'm still learning about. So if you know more, please feel free to, to tell me more. I'd love to know more. Um, but since September 27th is when it really got going again. Um, more than 500 people have been killed. Which is terrible. Um, so I don't, I don't personally know which side is correct i don't know if um azerbaijan is just attacking to um make sure that they have control they also have a lot of weapons they've been you know being funneled through turkey because uh, uh, turkey's supporting them um russia supports armenia but they haven't really gotten into the conflict they've been trying to get a ceasefire which was supposed to have happened this past weekend but didn't end up really happening uh so Armenia has denied that they have been trying to take control of the pipeline, um, even though Azerbaijan claims they have. And Azerbaijan also says that if they continue, they will there will be basically severe consequences. Um, there's apparently already severe consequences as they've been bombing Armenia. Uh, I know that also France has been... Um, involved with at least um saying that they're appear apparently on armenia's side as they say it was azerbaijan that started the conflict and um they want to see the attacks and um the president of france emmanuel marcon says i wanted these attacks to end i explicitly condemn these disproportionate attacks so basically um, Armenia is getting the worst of it, um, overall, and, you know, like I said, they're having weapons supplied, uh, from Turkey, and I believe there's also a report that, um, Turkey is trying to have, um, Syrian mercenaries recruited in to join the battle. Turkey says no, but, um, that's what a report is saying that, um, there could be some coming to help fight against uh, Armenia. So it looks like there's no there's no real end in sight um, as of right now, but it doesn't mean that they can't find one. I um, I don't know what it's going to take. I'm not going to pretend I have uh, knowledge on this beyond just the couple of articles I've read. Um, so I certainly hope they are able to come to some kind of agreement over this pipeline. And I don't know if it's actually more than this pipeline. I have some, uh, friends who are Armenian who they are under the impression that it's 
something that was started, like I said, back in the early 90s. And it's not really about a pipeline. It's it's about uh, a much deeper desire to um, almost wipe out Armenia, if you will. I don't know if it's quite that far, but you know that's that's the the belief by some Armenians that they um, are basically trying to uh, get rid of Armenia or rule them or something along those lines. Exactly, I'm not positive exactly. All right, well. That is some world news for today. Things are uh, always in a state of movement and hopefully um, there can be some kind of positive movement over there. We'll see what happens. Alright, I'll be back in just a moment with some positive news. It's time for some positive news. Now, the first positive news story may not be for you if you are not a cat owner or a cat lover. Um, I have two cats myself, so this is an interesting story, and I thought it was kind of fun uh, to talk about. There's a new study um, that is out from the uh, Scientific Reports uh, Nature Journal that says uh, there is a... A new way of communicating with your cat and it is the cat eye narrowing movement in all right so it's called a slow blink if you will and it's like you know how your eyes kind of get closed when you smile real big i'm doing it right now if you couldn't tell by the way it's i'm talking so your eyes kind of uh close up a little bit so they say when you do that to a cat and make you know as you're making eye contact and then you blink and hold it for just a moment or two and then open your eye. Your cat may respond by doing that same thing. Your cat may also come over to you um, and allow to be petted um, more. Petted. Pet more. I don't know where I came up with the word petted. Oh well, that's okay. It was fun for a moment. Um, so it's like when you reach out your hand and you, you know your cat is looking at you but may not come over. It's kind of a sign of hey, we're all good, we're in this together kind of thing. Um, so this is a study that has really been able to um, be looked at as a way of getting into a cat's mind. Because uh, we all know cats can be a little bit fickle. Um, and, you know, sometimes we think they just use us humans <laughs> when they purr at us and they want something. And then they're like, nah, I'm done with you. Um, which is kind of funny all in its own, but so now this idea will, will, um, allow you to kind of communicate them with, with your cat in a slightly different way. And it, um, may allow your cat to just be more relaxed around. You may even come up to you more often. Um, it's kind of a way to, as they say, start a conversation with your cat. Um, they're like, this is a positive understanding of human interaction with cats uh, it's just uh i thought it was fun but funny and I'm a cat my cats one of my cats is a scaredy cat the other one couldn't care less about me most of the time but i'm gonna try it see what happens all right the second story comes from a 12 year old 
who is a genius. 12-year-old, he is set to transfer from a technical college to Georgia Tech University to study aerospace engineering um, next to students twice his age. So this young, young boy, um, they say, his parents say when he was two, uh, I should tell you, his name is Caleb Anderson, and his parents, Claire and Kobe, say um, at the age of two, he read the U.S. Constitution at three. He was learning English, but he also learned Spanish, French, and Mandarin. He was through elementary, middle, and high school. And he said, Mom, I'm bored. This is not challenging. It's really not helping me grow in my learning, and I think I'm ready for college. So at 12 years old, he started his sophomore year at Chattahoochee Technical College uh, with a major in aerospace engineering. But his story caught... Um, the administration at Georgia Tech, which is his dream school. So Georgia Tech got in touch with the, the family, and they want to bring him in. And um, the chair of Georgia Tech School of Aerospace and Engineering said he's a perfect candidate to come into our program and be very successful. So I wish this young genius lots of success. Hopefully um, he will help bring about positive changes in this world and um, study some wonderful things that I have no idea about. <laughs> I am not an aerospace engineer. I have very limited knowledge on that. So I hope whatever it is he's following, he can do it way better than I can explain it. All right, good luck to that young man. Thank you, everybody. I'll be back in just a moment with your positive step for the day. As we can't all be genius aerospace engineers at the age of 12, we can't all communicate with our cats. We can't stop a war. We may not have as much influence over the oil industry as we'd like. But what is something that we can do? Well, this is your positive step of the day. And I may have done something like this before, but I think it's important to do again. I want you to find something about yourself that you love. Okay? That's it. That's it. It may take you all weekend. I'm giving you three days to do this. It could take you three days because sometimes we have a really hard time in um, giving praise to ourselves or accepting parts of ourselves. And we always uh, are quick to call out the negative things that happen or that we feel are, are us. And we don't always focus enough on the positive things and show ourselves the love that we need. And sometimes, you know, we, we worry about how others will love us. And I know a lot of that needs to start with loving yourself. So that's your self-care step for the week, your positive step, however you'd like to take it. Just this weekend, these next three days, find something you love about yourself. If you find one fast, dig deeper. Find a couple things. If you find those real quick, dig deeper. Something else that you haven't thought of yet. 
dig deeper, find new ways to love yourself, or find the first way, depending on who you are and how much work you've done on this before. Okay, that's it. I know, it sounds really simple, but it can be very difficult. I'll share a little thing. I do not really like the sound of my voice. Many people tell me it is uh, really nice and soothing. I've had a hard time with it. Now I listen to myself on the podcast, so I've grown to love it. Still not the easiest thing for me to hear, but I've grown to love it. Okay, see? You can do it too. Alright, I'll be back in just a moment with your positive quote for the day. Your positive quote for the day comes from Buddha. You know Buddhism? The philosophy, or the, well, Buddha was a philosopher, meditator, spiritual teacher. Buddhism, you've probably heard of it by this point. All right, so Buddha, his quote goes like this. You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. One more time. You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. Right along with the step of the day, find that love for yourself. You deserve it. It can help you grow in so many ways. It can help you flourish in so many ways. And, uh, It may even help you feel better. It's possible. If you are one who is looking for love from the outside, start with loving on the inside, okay? Because you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. And you have to love yourself before you can love others. Alright. It's different with family. You love family in a different way than finding love outside of that. Okay? Just remember that. You got this. Use that quote to help you with your positive step. Thank you very much for making it through another episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Whenever you listen, wherever you listen, however you listen. Make sure that you, uh, if you ever want to reach out to me, you know where to find me, which is on Facebook at The Daily Optimist. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Daily Optpod at the Daily O-P-T-P-O-D. You can email me. I am the Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. And uh, I would appreciate if you could also rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that you so other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate you. Enjoy your weekend and find a way to love yourself. Until next time, everybody, please be well.